Hi Sam, how are you? I'm good, Cal. We do have a couple of tweets this week. Oh, I was going to do a bit. <laughs> oh, what did you want your bit nah, to be? No, it's fine. I'll save it for next week. <laughs> we might have tweets next week too, Cal. Yeah, it's fine. Um, <laughs> so, we got a tweet from at the Space Hamster oh, yeah, on Twitter. Yeah. Our good um, mate, the Space Hamster. Good mate, the Space Hamster. Um, he went to see It. And he um and he wanted to say that uh, in eleven twenty three sixty three, right, which is one of Stephen King's books about and... uh, the assassination of correct John F. Kennedy. Yeah, yep. um, he says he thinks the MC, which a main character, I assume, mentions that everyone in Derry is corrupted by an evil force. Huh. So, I guess that makes sense. That was in reply to our podcast because. Uh, so, so what he's saying is that that series is canon with the It movie. Well, yeah. Well, I don't know if the series is, but the books are. Well, I, okay, so is this a reference to the book, not the recent... I, assu- I assume so, yeah. Because so, they, they did it, make a series with uh, old mate James Franco. Oh, yeah. He's the main character, I'm pretty sure. In oh, that. cool. So what we're saying is that James Franco can never appear in the extended uh, Stephen, uh, Stephen, <laughs> Stephen Universe. Stephen Universe? Stephen King Universe. <laughs> Correct. Him, uh, Idris Elba, and Matthew McConaughey have, have all got distinctive roles. Um, he also said uh, he thought it was very good, and I agree. It is very good. Yeah, um, I think the numbers in every possible aspect are showing that this movie is very good. Um, and you can go check out our video, our podcast for that was a couple of weeks ago. We also got a... Uh, this is less fun. We got a tweet from at Flint Monkey. Oh, okay. Old for those mate, of you who don't know, it's old fucking Matt. Matt... Yeah, uh, who, much um, better Twitter ha- Twitter handle than than he used to have. Oh, Aussie monkey, yeah, Aussie yeah. monkey, Flip Aussie spelled wrong. Um, and he said the Australian. Last week we saw Kingsman, and we asked what the Australian Kingsman was. Oh, okay, so he's got a suggestion. So he's got a suggestion, and it's um, they should be called Sportsman. I hate it. Their HQ is behind a sports shop. I hate it. And the agents are named after AFL players. I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> I really do hate it. Because so, like, he's onto something here, I think, in the sense that if it was cricket, specifically, mm. then, it, you know, then it has ties yeah. to the England uh, and Kingsland, Kingsmen. Um, yeah, you, you could call them the Bradmans. Oh, the Bradmans <laughs> is fun. Yeah, that's and fun. they could beat the piss out of you with cricket bats. Yeah, yeah, and that's have fun. Cricket ball grenades. Um, so that's fun. This week we're talking about Star Trek Discovery. So if you have any thoughts on that, tweet us. I don't. At Video Shop Pod. Not you, Cal. <laughs> Not you. Um, and we should get on with it. <sighs> yeah, all right. Play the music. Shop podcast about what you're watching. Maybe I'm your host Cal. I'm your host Sam, and today we're talking about the new Star Trek series, Discovery. I've discovered that Star Trek is a bit naff. No, it's all right. No, I'm just Think that. you're a bit naff. <laughs> okay, I'm just. Gonna, I just want to get my my thoughts on this relatively like out there. Mm-hmm. Actually, I worry because this was a a very politically like infused two episodes. Yeah, that's Star Trek period. Yeah, but <laughs> although you you're gonna have to clear up what specifically 
you felt was so politically charged? Uh, a, a girl whose parents were killed in an act of terrorism is trying to convince people that she doesn't just want to blow up um, somebody based on their culture. Also, <laughs> um, you ha- she, she makes it very clear that you have to make a distinction between race and culture. Basically, Islam is not a religion. <laughs> Islam is not a, a culture. It's, yeah, it's not a, it's not a race. Mm. It's a religion. So, so we're allowed to blow them up because you can disagree on ideas. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what seemed like the main character's point of view on this was the analog for. The thing is, she was simultaneously right and wrong. That's the which thing. Which is kind of an interesting... The life, Sam, <laughs> is a one big grey melting pot of grey bullshit. Correct. Most of the time. Correct. Except when it comes to my opinions. In There's... which case it is concrete, black and white. Star Trek's always done that, though. So, like, one of my... One of the more interesting episodes of um, The Next Generation is an episode where a scientist has found that warp travel in space is causing permanent damage to the universe, to the space cool. around it. And people are like, we don't think so, nah, though. Like, shut up, you hippie, essentially. Yeah. And then he blows himself up in a ship and proves it mm. in the process. And the Federation's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and with the exception, they then put in a new law that in the exception of emergency scenario, you can't go more than warp five. Otherwise, you're it's damp- too damaging to the... um. I feel like Subspace. that's a, a cop-out bit of legislation to, to appease the masses. Well, and then a big part of Voyager, the follow-up series, is that it's got a new warp drive, which is less damaging to subspace. Oh, of course. It's, um, it's, a, you know, it's the electric car mm. of the uh, mm. Star Trek. You know, but, you know, it's, but, but it's also kind of- we just invented this solution to our invented problem. <laughs> Well, this. yes, but that, it's, there's not a big deal of it. But the whole thing with the Voyager ship is that it's filled with all this new experimental stuff. Yeah. So it's got a new warp drive that's theoretically not. It's got gel packs instead of hard circuitry for mm. the, its internal. Um, and the very interesting thing about that is it's one of the primary reasons that Voyager survives on the other side of the universe so well is because it's got such a renew like the mm. the. The ship itself is very renewable. Well, so what I what I would like to see in Star Trek as a consequence is a is a period of time when it's like, well, we need to not use warp unless we absolutely have to, and so we need to justify using warp whenever we whenever we can. So yeah. no ships can be smaller than X amount because if you're going to warp anything, you've got to warp a lot of stuff to make it worth it. Yeah. Or something like that. Like, I'd like to see them dealing with the consequences of actually changing their lifestyle. But that's what I, I kind of like that it's not that. It's like, because that's <laughs> it's what it's like. It's a magic wand solution was, to but, all but that problem. But it's not a magic wand. It's just like in real life. I was like, oh, environmental problems. Oh, well, this will solve it, guys. Only do warp but five. Isn't, isn't Star Trek meant to be a, like a utopian... Sort of like perfect future? In some ways, yes. But they always border on the sometimes a utopia (laughs) is not. You know, like it's a utopia world Mm. where everyone's equal and everything's Mm. good. But but that is never how it actually turns out. There's an episode of Next Gen again. It's very on the nose. Where a bunch of Native Americans have settled on a new world. And the Federation need them to be moved for a... 
mining purposes or something like that. I don't remember. Because they found gold in <laughs> their hills. Gold! <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, I don't know if they were actually Native Americans, but they were Native They're Americans. Clearly Native Americans. Yeah. yeah. I think they even just said these are Native Americans and... And it's yeah, like, th- oh god, it's... why are we have to do this again? Yeah. But the interesting thing is Picard's point of view, because he's like, I have to follow the Federation's orders. And then in the movies, he does the opposite and the morally just thing, but I don't remember what they were mining for. Or, or if they were mining. The Federation doesn't usually do shit like that. I imagine the planet had some kind of special properties they needed. Mm. Um, interesting, in um, there's a, the Star Trek movie Insurrection... We'll get to Discovery, guys. Don't you worry. <laughs> in the Star Trek movie Insurrection, which is the second, the third um, next-gen film, right. there's a planet where the people on it are hundreds of years old. Mm. They're just... Uh, I don't remember. They're a special species, but they look like humans. As um, they all do. Yeah, but these guys don't even have like weird bumps or anything. They're just guys. Just right. guys and girls. Cool. And they stay on this planet. They're all youthful. They're all young. They've been there for hundreds of years. And like the Enterprise crew lands there. And even after being there for, you know, a couple of, you know, hours, mm. not even days, they feel rejuvenated and mm. younger. And um, the planet has these kind of, you know, these properties. And the this species that lives on the planet actually didn't live there originally. They came from another planet to live there. Yeah. And the people from the original planet come back, they're the same species, but they're all disformed and horrible and they've evolved really poorly from their original world. Right. And they want to get everyone off this planet and, you know, figure out, you know, essentially mine this planet and figure out what it is Mm. that makes this all happen. Mm. And this is all on the backdrop. This is all happening while the Dominion War is happening in Deep Space Nine. The biggest war the Federation has ever faced against an unstoppable enemy, which they don't touch on in the movie, which, oh God, which is a massive missed opportunity. Oh, the war's just wrapping up. But instead of just kicking these people off this planet, which they have no actual right to, Mm -hmm. this one little tribe of people and saying, we are going to figure out what makes this place special and... Um, it's actually a really boring film. Um, <laughs> I can tell. Yeah. But it, but instead of this, you know, interesting moral dilemma of we got to move these people, but also all these people would be saved. Like we've got a galaxy of people who mm. are just coming off the back of the biggest war this, you know, quadrant's ever seen. Mm. We have to, you know, all these people we could save and help. Mm. Um, but, you know, we're going to help this one little village. That's yeah. Picard. That's what Picard does. And I'm like, no, fuck you. Yeah, the needs of the many the needs of the many. The needs of the few. <laughs> we covered this yeah. in Wrath of Khan. Mm. Anyway, I just wanted to... I have my problems with Discovery. <laughs> yeah, I, I imagine that you do. And, like, there's a few little nitpicky things, but, like, otherwise... Otherwise, I thought it was a perfectly fine sort of story. I don't know very much about the, the Klingons, but I seem to have gotten all that I need at least for how they're being portrayed in this very quickly the thing is you can watch this without watching any other Star Trek which I think is a smart move on their part mm. you don't want prior knowledge to be a requirement mm. yeah it, it's the same old you know the ships run like earth water ships yeah some yeah yeah the, the rankings the same the yeah now this is an interesting error they've set this one in because it's pre the original series, mm-hmm. but we we were just watching that Watch Mojo video. Yeah, yeah. It happens. Our favorite channel. I hate Watch Mojo. Anyway, <laughs> the 
that epi- that pilot they were talking about, yeah, that's technically still in canon, yeah, happens before this show does. Right. Okay. So they've gone from the sh- the blue uniforms they have in Enterprise to the blue uniforms they have in this, which I actually quite liked. It's a nice evolution of the. Enterprise uniforms. Right. But in 10 years, they get to the colourful stuff. But also, no, they went to the colourful stuff, went back to this, and went to the um, colourful stuff after. Right. Which is just kind of weird. I don't know. Maybe maybe they're just in transit. Maybe they're, like... They they... just released a Discovery novel. And apparently the Enterprise, and number one from Enterprise and all that, actually, there's crossover. Right. And... The Enterprise, which is around in the universe during this. So, I, they better reference it, otherwise it's kind of like... It's it's kind of a big Enterprise-shaped hole in the universe. Although it's off exploring on its five-year mission, I guess, but... Um, what they, um... What's, what it suggests in the book is that when they released the Constellation-class starship, the Enterprise, yes. they all got these new colourful kind of uniforms, right. and they tried out a new kind of design, which is why it looks all 60s and, you know, kind of retro, while well, these guys are all running with the silver and jumpsuit uniforms, because it's an older ship. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm. I do much prefer the... The 60s era sort of look to things. Right. And, and Actually, I do really like the uniforms in this, but... I feel like sci-fi so often um, is, like, the stylization of it is driven by, like... It, like, it's, it's a very specific style, but that style is almost just removing all humanity from it. And it's like... I I would totally I would like the ships that humans fly to look and feel like something humans would make and want to live in rather yeah. than like, like all the other ships do like the Borg ships look they're just big cubes yeah <laughs> and it works very it works really well and like if the Klingon ships in this show um being like very pointy and like bat shaped and yeah yeah and weird like why can't the humans make something that isn't sterile and bullshit to fly around in. Which is exactly what Enterprise D was. Yeah. And the, the ships... D is the best oh, it's fucking bridge. So fucking good. Yeah. And it's all like grey and carpeted and yeah. it's really fucking nice. Yeah. That's what I want to work on. Yeah. As if you wouldn't have carpet. Totally. Um But from D they kind of go back to that kind of silver sterile mm. kind of look. And the reason for that is most of the ships were built pre-next generation in wartime. Right. So it makes sense to have them look like that. Mm. The biggest problem with this show is it should be set in the future of the ne- of the Star Trek universe. It should be set after all the other shows. Be- Why? Because they... You can set it after that, change nothing, mm. and there are no continuity errors. But by setting it here, there is continuity errors? Yes. Okay. There's no hologram bullshit. That makes me so mad, Cal. Yeah, I guess. Because... I just assumed that was something that they could do. It disappears from the canon until the end of Deep Space Nine when they go, hey, look at this sick new technology we can do now. Mm. We can have holograms of people. How cool is that? It's a viable tech now. Mm. Isn't that cool, guys? Apparently we could do it a hundred years ago. Hmm. I mean... Yeah. I'm not as invested, so I don't have anything to add. You're probably right. 
It just <laughs> like I don't know. It's one of those things that was so easily avoided. Yeah, you like, could have just didn't... not have the hologram. You could yeah, have put him on a screen. It would have been fine. Put him on the screen. Yeah. Like and then and then I can accept everything else. The holograms are the one thing I can't accept. I'm sure. Speaking. I'm sure somebody will go through and every scene where there's a a uh, a hologram, they'll put like a um, like just a little drone. But projecting the hologram or holding up a frame. <laughs> and yeah, that'll be fine. Everything will be fine. That'll be fine. But it's just... And look, the Klingon des- redesign, I don't love. But... They didn't look that different to me. They do, though. You They do when you take into account what they looked like in the original series. Yeah, but in the original series, it was just a dude with a forehead thing. No, no. In the original series, in the original Star Trek, it was just a dude. Who was slightly tan. But the, like in this universe, because there's an explanation for why they're all bipedal humanoid things, isn't there? Mm. Yes, yeah. So I'm assuming that explanation also could explain them looking more human than they do in other at other times. They ex- this is what bothers me, Cal. It's the complete disregard for canon. It's insulting to me. Stop I don't think there has been guys. a complete disregard for No, you but but they've they've clearly done the bare minimum. I I, I don't know, man. Like there's so it, fucking much of this in Enterprise. Yeah. The Klingons look like they do in the next generation, hmm. which doesn't line up with what they look like in the original series, which so Enterprise takes place, then Discovery takes place, then it's the original series, next gen Deep Space 9 Voyager. Hmm. In Enterprise, they look like they do in Next Gen. But there's a there's a great three-part series where... This is really hard to take in. Just but keep going. Where there's genetic... Where, um, where genetic engineering... Because mm-hmm. a big part of Star Trek is the eugenics wars the, that Khan was part of. Yeah, the eugenics wars. Yeah, yeah the eugenics Khan. wars. Yeah. So one of the scientists from that um, starts experimenting on humans and Klingons, mm. and his genetic mutations cause the Klingons, a certain sect of the Klingons, to start, of you know, lose their forehead bumps. Mm. I'm pretty sure it was that story arc that did it. I'm 99% sure. I'll look like a dickhead now if I'm wrong. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you'll look like the biggest fucking nerd if you get this shit wrong. I swear to God. You'll get bullied on the playground for this, Sam. <laughs> Fucking give me your lunch money, faggot. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> give me your lunch money, but he <laughs> didn't even know where the forehead bumps went away in that episode, you bloody idiot. You anyway. Dork. They explain why the forehead bumps went away. And now they just look like these guys. So wait, so there's a point in the Star Trek canon where all the bumps go away all the time, or... Well, it's where it's kind of this genetic disease that spreads through Klingons for a few generations, is how they explain it. <laughs> for those who can't see, Cal is blinking oh, rapidly. I just so don't care. Like, if this was them, like, dying or fucking being turned into something completely different, sure. And I understand this is an aesthetic thing. Like, that to them, it's like, it'd be like, um... It would be, like, humans all looking like fucking ghouls from Fallout 4 for a little bit. Like, I get it, but at the same time, I don't care. If it only lasts a couple of generations especially and they're perfectly fine otherwise, just harden the fuck up and deal with it. My biggest problem is, and look, we... 
the series is just about the formation of the neutral zone. That's what this show is. Of course. I know what the neutral zone is. Because they haven't mentioned the and neutral zone yet. I know that it requires yet. some sort of formation. So, <laughs> so clearly the series is just about the formation of the neutral zone. Of course. Because they haven't mentioned the neutral zone. Exactly. They've only mentioned Federation and Klingon space, which means the neutral so zone doesn't exist So this is a plot hole that yet. needs to be filled. Well, no, they keep talking about how the show's about something from the Star Trek canon, and it's obviously about the formation of the neutral zone. Now, the Federation already has a neutral zone with the Romulans, because the Romulan War happened, a, you know, 100 years ago. But. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have been so sassy. (laughs) (laughs) All I'm saying, Cal, is that you change the year so that it takes place after Voyager. Okay, so we're fixing it. Yep, cool. Yeah, you you change the year so it takes place after Voyager. Yep. You call the Klingons, keep them exactly the same, have them look the same, but call them something else. Okay, sure. Or even call them Klingons and just say, we haven't had communication with the Klingons in a hundred years. We're not sure what's going on. Have it have them evolved over this time to look like they do. Fine. And instead of Spock's dad being the one who adopted her, have it Tuvok from Voyager that was the one who adopted her. Done. I had no idea that was meant to be Spock's dad. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't. But he is. Cool, man. (laughs) Spock's never mentioned a sister, but that's I don't but that's fine. That's that's fine. That doesn't bother me that much. (sighs) Okay. Um, all I'm saying is, literally every problem the show has is fixed if you do that. Because all the problems the show has is, canically speaking, the design see, of the ship. I ships... think you're overlooking a few dumb things in writing. Uh, <laughs> yes, Cal. Like, for the sake of being butthurt about the canon. Which I get. You've heard me talk about Doctor Who. <laughs> I, I th- Look, there, there are some other problems with it. The dialogue's a little clunky, even for Star Trek. There's... Added, like, does, um, does the captain... Mm. really respect and and highly value the opinion of the main character or does <laughs> she not because it seems like up until she says this one thing about some level of violence she was just constantly sucking her off just constantly fucking blowing just billowing smoke up her ass the whole time like you're just this perfect thing and you're going to be a captain one day and everything's wonderful and i've walked a, a help sign in the sand which no right. one would be able to see that ever. Was, that was bullshit. <laughs> that was so dumb. And it was especially dumb after, I have to say, the opening bit with the Klingon, like, talking around the thing, and he's, mm. and he's all, like, it finishes with the, you know, we don't trust anyone who says, and then we come in peace mm. in English. Yeah, that's cool. I was like a, I, I'm like, that's a nice opening. I can even yeah. see past the Klingon redesign. Because he called it, like, their war cry or something, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, which and, is really... <laughs> that's awesome! That's really fun! I like that! Yeah, and I do like that the Klingons... Like, that the motivation here is this, like, nationalist one. It's a, yeah. we want our individuality back. And, and like, it's, it's very poignant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's very but, of which, our time. Which Star Trek always has been, so... I appreciate it for all those themes it has. Mm. I think the themes this show has, spot fucking on. 
But I, I think, I think it's it's handling them well and and, and doing well. Like it's the- not too on the nose because, to be honest, I didn't pick up on the very specific one you <laughs> were referring to. I don't see how it could possibly get any closer to your nose. I was probably too mad about the holograms. <laughs> Pretty butt hurt about the holograms. I'm just saying. <laughs> if, if you want to know, if you want to hear Sam getting butt hurt about the holograms, listen to the first 45 minutes of this fucking episode. <laughs> no, it's fine. I just want to say it. clearly, I don't hate it, and I actually, I actually enjoyed it. I didn't actively enjoy this. I, I was. That's fair. All right. I, 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 but I was like, say- look, it was totally fine, but I wasn't sitting there going, "Oh yeah." Look, I wasn't either. I, I would say the best thing is I didn't hate it. Mm. And that's good because I hated the opening episode of Next Generation. Mm. The opening episode of Next Generation is terrible. <laughs> it's so bad, so, Cal. So what you're saying is these two episodes are, no, are in no way indicative as to the quality of the rest of the series. Correct, yeah. Cool. And the fact that they're as strong as they are <laughs> makes me think... Honestly, this felt like a two-part epilogue mm. for what the show's going to be. Which is on the Discovery. Yeah. Because we haven't actually reached the Discovery yet. Yeah, it's fair enough. Like, I- I'm assuming the big monument thing that they're, that they're protecting is in some way useful and needs to be discovered by humans as to what it is. And But I'm assuming I don't know that's, that's not gonna the Discovery. Um, I like the Federation vs. Klingon battle. It was... You saw just little of it enough that I didn't feel like I was being, like, sold on action. Oh, and and it was it was pretty intense. There were a few moments yeah. where it's like, oh shit, that did a lot of damage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the fact that the Federation gets fucking shit on. Yeah. <sighs> because they didn't send the Enterprise. Just saying. <laughs> you know, send the flagship, you dickheads. Nah, nah, it's fine. It's gonna Instead use Instead of this. the Shinzon, Shinzu. I I oh, sort of yeah. I liked how the ships were named and. Things oh, sh- like that. Like, look, Star Trek's always been good at that, though. Mm. It, it has. Mm. Like, as far as uh, a, a Starfleet is concerned, the Star Trek Starfleet is a is a pretty good, um, pretty good version of what I like. What humanity might even be like in the future. You know what? Enterprise is the best version of that, mm. and the ship design in Enterprise is one of my favorites. Mm. It is very robotic. And like metal, you know, mm. metallic, but it looks like a our technology in a Star Trek ship. Yeah, which is really nice about it. lots of knobs mixed with some d- digital displays, mm. and you know, big kind of knob, and mm. and the engine looks more like an engine. And obviously, the design of the, the Enterprise D is fucking the, the pinnacle. Bomb, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, but Enterprise is a real nice mix of both. Mm. They got that really right in that show. What did you think of the guy who looked like a testicle? <laughs> I actually really liked him. See, I had a problem okay. with his thing about how we have no food chains on our planet. That can't happen, for one. But also, uh, uh, how he goes, we only have predators, we only have prey. We are the prey. Uh, we, uh, th- he's, and then he mentions that they were farmed like cattle. That they were... The, the the equivalent of human cows, but evolved to be sentient later on. Yeah. And so, he is, he's been bred to know when death is coming. That's a bad thing to breed into your cattle. <laughs> That's a really dumb fucking thing. I got thing. the impression that it wasn't something bred into them. 
It was something that they evolved to have. That's that's even worse. Like it's like this makes them really bad for for what their role is on this planet. And also, like it it it, it just felt like another Russell T Davies. These are the whatevers of the universe. You know, it it felt like they just sort of went, oh fucking, you know what? We'll just in fucking let's swap out the head makeup. We'll put on like a nutsack. And then we'll just go, they are the fucking cows of the universe. <laughs> cool, done. And like, it just it felt so shit and it didn't fit the character. Like, uh, it was dumb. It was really dumb. <laughs> yeah, look, it was dumb, but I liked his character. Yeah, his character was fine. And the way he bounced off the, the main character. Was I fine. thought it was really good. And I, I'm assuming he's going to be back. Well, you is don't... everybody dead, Dave? It seemed like everybody was dead, Dave. <laughs> look, the captain was dead. The whole ship didn't die. You she saw talked all about the... her crew in, when she's I think going it was in... into prison. I th- yeah, I think a lot of them died. I don't think he died. I think we would have seen him die if he wasn't coming back. Also, do you think we're going to get a Rick Shank Redemption style uh, bust out of the prison start scene? No, we don't. <laughs> I think we're more likely to get a Tom Paris. Um... I know who that is. <laughs> Sam, who's Tom Paris? Cal, I've watched too much Star Trek, Cal. Yeah, you have. <laughs> Help. Help. I, I can't fix you, Sam. The damage is done. Um, Who the fuck is Tom Paris? Tom Paris is the pilot in Star Trek Voyager. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was a terrorist. Oh, yeah. Or he helped some terrorists called the Marquis, who were fighting against the Cardassians, who at the time... Who the Cardassians were dickheads, but Hang the Federation on. had a peace treaty. Is with this them. you mispronouncing something? No, no, no. It's the Cardassians. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. <laughs> yes, it is, Cal. No, it isn't. Though. They're the Cardassians. It can't possibly be the Cardassians. It was pre the Cardassians. Cal. I don't care, Sam. <laughs> then the Cardassians should have changed their name before they fucking made a TV show about how fucking not the Star Trek thing they are. <laughs> For all I know, they are. The Cardassians are the fucking reality TV look, show stars of the universe. Look, for all I know. Audience, look up the Cardassians, because I just want you to imagine the Cardassians, but the Cardassian versions. <laughs> God damn it. I'm sure somebody's already done it. I'm uh, sure somebody's done this parody. It tried to correct it to Kardashian. That's what the Cardassians look like. Ah, oh, that's pretty spot on. <laughs> <laughs> They're actually a great villain in the uh, in Deep Space Nine. Anyway, so Tom Paris was part of a terrorist group, the Marquis, who fought against them um, when the Federation had a peace treaty with them. Marquis is also a dumb name. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. I didn't name him. What do you want from me, Cal? Anyway, he you went to pr- like he went to prison. Things. I'm pretty sure he was part of the Marquis. Now I'm questioning all the Star Trek. I don't care. Right he went to prison. He went to prison, and he was brought on the mission by Captain Janeway. Mm-hmm. Because of because she was assigned with capturing some best captain, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Actually, a lot of people like Janeway, and I don't know why. But I was recently watching an episode of Voyager, mm. and Janeway to me is an interest. And I'm sure this wasn't the intent, but it's a real interesting study of someone who, when stranded with a bunch of other people in a command role, becomes a dictator of those people, and those people just accept it. 
They just accept her as their, like... Because there are people like that. God, yeah. There are people who just demand this level of authority. Because I think if you had had a different captain... If you'd had a Picard in that role over the seven years that they were stranded without any other human contact, Mm. it would have evolved into a democracy Mm. on this ship. It would have been a voting. There would have been a little, like, party system. But Janeway is the kind of person who is like, we need structure and we're going to keep up with the Federation guidelines. And I would have been like, fuck you, bitch. But everyone kind of is like, yeah, yeah, okay, Janeway, yeah. And then they just, it's like Stockholm Syndrome. Anyway, I found I find that a really interesting... Because when you they bring in Seven of Nine, who's the best character in Voyager, and one of the best characters across Star Trek, frankly, when they bring her in, she butts head a lot with Janeway because... Seven of Nine comes from the Borg and is used to a collective mm. consciousness rather than this single leader. Mm. So she's a very interesting parallel for Janeway. Mm. What was I talking about? Um, Paris. Yeah, Paris. Anyway, busted he, out of prison and then I he, made the joke He wasn't about busted Janeway out of prison. The best. Janeway got him because uh, she was assigned with getting the marquee. Yeah. Um, and he was brought with them as a. Like, a, what do you call it? A. Prisoner. A, a prisoner, but but he was given like a you'll get out if you help us catch. Right, so he's your on, sentence is reduced if you help us. So catch he's on like key. parole. He's he's doing community service. Yeah, yeah, on the <laughs> starship. Um, um, oh man, misfits in space. That's what I want. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, the helmsman dies when Voyager is sent to the other side of the universe, so he has to take over as the head helmsman, and he's given a rank and everything. But okay. Anyway, so that was useful and worth talking about. <laughs> that's what I was. That's what uh, uh, Michael. What do you like? How do you like her name? I mean, I at least it's not like so I, I. I never really liked bastardized men's names as female names. Yeah, like I never really liked uh, Philip uh, or <laughs> Eric ah. Uh. <laughs> Or George. Uh. <laughs> it's like, how fucking lazy. <laughs> uh, so I think if That's you... such an odd pet peeve you have. <laughs> I know, it's weird. I don't know why I did. Because it doesn't really bother me. I'm not going to not be your friend if, if that's your name. I'm going to not I be your friend that... because you watch Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> fucking got me. But, um, but yeah, Michael... It guess, I guess doesn't technically fall into that bastardized nope. boy's name, so therefore I like it. I think it's fine. <laughs> I do too, actually. I think it's quite a, and I, I do like the shifted focus to the first officer mm. rather than the captain's perspective. Mm. I find that ref- I do find that refreshing. Even though I really like, uh, I can't remember the captain's name or the actress's name. The captain in this, she was good. She was totally fine, except for the fact that for two thirds of the first episode, she's blowing smoke up. Bloody Michael's Michael's ass. Yeah. Only to then just turn on her savagely. Yeah, she did want to. Fu- she did like Vulcan neck pinch the bitch. Oh, totally. Like after that point, that's fine. But it's like, which I also yeah. found really interesting. But it's like my background is anthropology. You've brought me on here to understand the different cultures of the people that we're going to be coming across. I understand the culture of the of the people that we've come across, and I know that this is what they're going to respond to positively with. Let's do that. And she goes, "Now, fuck you." <laughs> like, not even just I respect your opinion, but we, you know, that goes against our protocols. We're not going to do that. It's yeah. not nah, fuck you. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I, no, like, you're, I, you're I'm right. not a fan of that, especially when she spent so much of the time <laughs> praising the, how good she was as a leader, how good she was as an officer. 
Like, it just felt, like, really out of place to then suddenly turn on her so hard. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that's fine. Um, what are we talking about next week, Sam? That's it, it's done. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. Um, no, it's... Um, I mean, I feel like I've complained a lot. Because well, I really oh, didn't no, hate really? it. No, really? So, like, a big fan of Star Trek being nitpicky of a new thing? I, I couldn't picture it. <laughs> Look, it was fine. I'm sure it was totally adequate. And it wasn't the... Like I said, it wasn't the worst Star Trek pilot. The thing is... There's an upcoming episode and I really hate the name. What's the name? It's... I guarantee you're going to hate it. Okay. So this was the Vulcan Hello and Battle of the Binary Stars. Great names. Like... Battle of the Binary Stars is a great name. I love anything with the battle in the title. Yeah, yeah. I think it's because you're a nerd, but okay. Yeah, I think it is too, but like... I mean, I like the Battle of Canary Wharf mostly because the Daleks are awesome. And that's... The but the Battle of Canary awesome. Wharf is a really cool... The battle is just a great word. I guess. I think I like the word battle. Um, battle me in Pokemon, Sam. You'll, you'll fucking play Pokemon. You'll have that bloody... World How did you... Um, just out of general curiosity. How did you like the opening theme and visuals? I... It, look, the, the music is totally forgettable, as in I've completely forgotten it. Yeah. Um, but also the visuals are really cool. Yeah, I really... The music's... Uh, the problem with the music, it's fine, but it's... um, It relies... Like, the key parts of the music are from the original series music, so... Yep. <laughs> Couldn't have told you that. So that... But that what that means is that when I think of it, I think of the original theme. Yeah, which I think they were sort of aiming for. They wanted this to be fan-pleasing. I guess. Um, so, Battle of the Binary Stars. The next one is called Context is for Kings. And then the one after that is called The Butcher's Knife Cares Not for the Lamb's Cry. And I hate that. that. That's too long for an episode it's title? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine words. Yeah. I want two-word titles! <laughs> like, Pretty Woman, Beautiful Girl. But even like... Bojack Horseman. Yeah. Great show. Anyway. The Butcher's Knife. That would have been a fine name for an episode. Or The Lamb's Cry. Fucking... Or, not... or, yeah, yeah. Or the the, the, yeah, the the Butcher and the Lamb. Anything. Yeah. Like, like any like shorter combination of that name. Yeah, I don't... I, I'm just imagining... I, I also don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Um, sorry, I want to talk about the music again. Because sure. something people are always very controversial on. The favourite is... The the general favourite for openings is Voyager's opening. Right. Um, as far as music and visuals go. Okay. And look, honestly, it's not my favourite. Um, but it is it is good. The music is really good. And the visuals are nice. So what what is your favourite? I get a... I, I constantly get wronged for this. I love the opening to Star Trek Enterprise. Right. And people hate it because it's a lyrical song. No, the Not lyrical orchestra. songs are good. I'll show it to you. I'll, I'm interested to see what you think. I, I also do you love... You can't take the sky from me. do 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 Go, go, Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be the very best. 
The fucking lyrical <laughs> theme songs are totally fine. Yeah. Fuck you, people. The thing is, they what they did was they... It, it was just this, like, one-off, like, this guitar and this guy singing, and it's kind of very mellow and a little sad, mm-hmm. but with this kind of hopeful undertone. Right. And then in season three, when the show actually started getting good, <laughs> they changed it to, like, a rock song, which, which didn't work. Yeah. It's the same song, but with rock elements added. Yeah, see, that's what you don't want, I think. Like... I'll show them both to you. I'll be interested to see as a musical connoisseur. Um, I also do love the Next Generation's opening because it's just... But the opening to Next Generation's music is just um, the the music from the motion picture. Right. So it's a great piece of music that was designed for film, so it's going to sound great. Mm. And I do love Voyager. Mine's probably... Probably Enterprise, Voyager. I do like the visuals for this one, though. It's very modern. Mm. It reminds me a little of Westworld. Right. Um, just yeah. as far as what they're going to going with. Mm. Like, I, I haven't seen Westworld. You haven't, you haven't so seen it. Really but know. the opening of Westworld, it's very similar. Not in visuals necessarily, but the idea behind the visuals. Because mm. this is all, it's like sketches and how things work fitting together. And that's what the opening of Westworld is. Right. It's like, you know, them building the androids and stuff. But yeah. in a very artistic kind of way. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so I quite like this opening. A lot of people really hate it, but that's because it's not the Star Trek they know. Good. As far as I'm concerned, I have to say good. I, you don't want a retread because a retread is never going to be as good. Well, so this sort of felt like, like Mass Effect never really went with this style, but it sort of felt like what Mass Effect menus and stuff would look like now if, right. if Mass Effect was made and yeah. not 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, and well, especially like there's a lot of blue and orange going on, which is very the style of. Yeah, like I like the effect. I like the stylized logo too with the black and the red. Mm. I thought that looked much nicer than the the three D logo they've used in all the promotional material with yeah. the silver and gold. Yeah. Um. But that's clearly to to look more like the opening. Logos. Yeah. 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 Of course. But I but I like that about it. Yeah. Um. And I, I think it's a very nice... I like, like, aesthetically, it all pleases me. I just, um... I think it would have been better if they said it in the future. Just for this, themselves, I think they would have had more freedom. Yeah, They sort yeah. of limited themselves too much by the era they've set it in. Well, like... Or, you, or set it even further in the past. Some, I don't know the timeline very well, but it just felt like... Yeah, you can't... The problem is the further in the past, that's Enterprise. Which yeah. was cancelled prematurely. The only thing I would I would say about the technology is that it does still feel like, well, how hyper futuristic is this? Like, what what do we have? What don't we have? And I I, I genuinely don't know. Like, because yeah. there are people still using joysticks and things like that. But they've got holograms. But they've got holograms, and they've got grav boots for the, walking on the outside of the, the Look, ship. The grav boots thing is fine. That's something Star Trek's kind of always had. I, I don't believe that. That's like I would like. That's fine. I just want to know what do they have and what don't they have. This feels somewhere between hyper futuristic and now. Yeah. And it's like if if it was set even further in the past and it was more like. Um, you see, I genuinely think you'd actually like Enterprise. You keep saying this to me because um, I, I have a tendency because I love all of Star Trek, but I have a tendency to know someone and go, you would like this version of Star Trek. That's, that's, I have like a list of assignments in my head. It's my friends, which version of Star Trek they'd like, and it just goes down like that. 
You're <laughs> such a dork. I, well, but see, I've done and the I same thing. And I steer clear of the mind. people who have got J.J. Abrams next to their name. Oh, oh got em. stay down. <laughs> Fucking Jar Jar Abrams. Actually, they're, they're, those movies are fine. They're just not real Star Trek. Buddy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you liked the third one. <laughs> I did. I re- actually, I really liked the third one. Like, I, would would you care if that was like done in in this canon? Like that? Yes. Uh, I, well, I would, because, because, because it doesn't a, fit the canon. Yeah, okay. At all. Sorry. Yes, it is, it is a timeline thing. I don't know why I asked that question. Ridiculous that a dumb question. It's the Kelvin never timeline. <laughs> Fuck my life. <laughs> what have I done to deserve this? <laughs> You're my friend, Cal. Oh, see, because if you had a fucking played Mass Effect at all, I might have had anything to say. <laughs> you've you've actually you've contributed to I've, this. I've tried because I'm a fucking professional, and I. <laughs> well, you're you've got an interesting perspective because apart from the one episode of Star Trek I've shown you, you haven't actually seen any of the shows. Not not with not to any great extent. Yeah. No. You've seen I'm, a couple of the next-gen episodes, I think. I know of it, and I've had proper fans really talk to me about it. And I get it. Like, I do understand why Star Trek is a thing. And I understand that I probably would like it. What I don't want to do is sit down and and watch all 7,000 episodes of it, only to go, I like this one season <laughs> of this one show. Yeah, which and look, that's completely fair enough. Cause, but that's what's going to happen, isn't it? It's not going to be, I like the whole thing. and It's all good. I'm going to like one bit of it. I'm like that, Cal. Yeah, exactly. So but, how much but, of the time have you wasted on something you say, don't like? Well, I'm like, I like all of it. But oh, the, I no, mean, you're a nutbag. No, there are, like, the first season of Next Gen isn't very good. The first two seasons of Enterprise are, like, so 50-50. The middle seasons of... Some see oh, Voyage is so hit and miss. There's an episode of Voyager with the rock in it, and it's amazing. Um, I, I have no doubt. <laughs> it's amazing because this is a '90s show, Cal. So I'll give you one guess: <laughs> what the rock is in this? I'm assuming some sort of big warrior. He's a wrestler, Cal. Yes, he's a space wrestler. <laughs> Is he the asteroid? No, no, I know. I don't remember what they call him, but he does the eyebrow thing. It's so funny. But he's got like head bumps. Oh no! It's so good. See, I like, watched that episode. That's the what other day. the Rock should have done in those sort of things. He should have been like, uh, for some reason, Worf has to fight a Klingon bloody warrior what? For, to, to, to redeem himself in the eyes of this clan. And old oh, shit, it's the Rock. Well, in, Klingon in this he fought Seven of Nine. Have I shown you Seven Nine before? Uh, no, I know the character Seven of Nine. Seven she's, of Nine? Cool. she's too hot for me to have not seen her on the internet. <laughs> Fair enough. And she's also the doll lady in um, in uh, Con Man. Oh, really? Yeah. Have you yes. seen any? Yes, yeah. I have. I've seen the first season. What season's she in? First season. She's really? the one with the little with the doll. I think. I'm pretty sure it's her. I mean, probably I'd have to rewatch it. I'm pretty sure I watched it with somebody who wouldn't have not recognized time. her, right? And said that it was her, right? I'm sure it was, and I'm sure I recognized her when I see her. I just don't remember. Yeah. Um, but she is a fantastic character. I have heard that. Like the thing mostly is, mostly from you. <laughs> the thing is, people are like, she's so hot, and like she is attractive, and but you that's know, not she, the point. But yeah. that's not the point. She. Yeah. People love her because she's an interesting, well-rounded character yeah. who's one of the best 
st- like strong female characters I've ever mm. seen. Because she's she's so because in- what is a person like who grew up in the Borg Collective? That's what that story is. Mm. It's like what is a human being like when they don't remember being a human being? Mm. They only remember being a Borg. Mm. It's fucking her stories are so good. Anyway, yeah, um, I'm excited for more Discovery. I probably if it keeps trickling out, I'll probably watch it. It's yeah, it's that. It, it is a week If it had week. all come out and I would have had to binge it, I wouldn't have bothered with this. Yeah, yeah, and that's fair enough. Um, and I probably wouldn't have suggested we do this if that had been the case. Mm. Uh, I think releasing it week by week is a smart move on CBS's part. I think people are... I'm, I don't know, this might just be me, but I think that people are getting a bit tired of binging. The thing is, I think it come, it, it depends on the show. Mm. I like every week coming around and I get a new episode of Rick and Morty. Yeah, I, I do like that. I, and, like, when it was, we'd, like, come over and watch... Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones at your place and then Rick and Morty and then we'd talk about it and then go home. Yeah. Like, that was good. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I think that that's what this show should be. Like, it's it going should over be, on Monday, Cal. We're going to watch Star Trek Discovery. A whole bunch of dorks turning up in their <laughs> spandex and their stupid little badges going, bloody... Me, I'm, I'm, I'm a nerd. Cal just did the uh, the live Spock, long and prosper Spock salute. Yeah, and just going. It was the no, noise. Well, actually, they didn't have holograms then <laughs> for like three hours. Look, I'm sure they'll explain it away. And that novel explanation for the outfits—that's all I need. Like, yeah, it, it, it only needs to be a throwaway line. I was going to say, yeah. and like Spock, because I think in that Spock goes to the Shinzu mm. from the Enterprise. He's like, ah, oh, look at all these old outfits they've got. Check out my new flashy yellow. <laughs> Can I say yellow's the worst colour? Oh, it is, absolutely, <laughs> without a doubt. It, the problem with yellow is it's so close to gold, which is a mint colour. No, gold is an overrated colour. You reckon? Yeah, no, I, think I like it is. gold. Look, gold. I like gold the trims good. they have on these suits. See, that's the thing. Gold needs to be rare. You yeah. can't do a big thing in gold because that doesn't that defeats the purpose of gold. Yeah, gold yeah. needs to be like holy shit. This little detail is important because yeah. they fucking emblazoned it with gold. Yeah, yeah, fair. Like, yeah, no, I'll agree with that. Um, yeah. So I think tune in next week for Cal and Sam talk fashion. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So I think this show definitely has potential. I hope it gets. I hope it keeps up, and I'll be interesting, interested to see the discovery of the ship, and Jason Isaacs playing the captain, which is a great choice. Jason Isaacs, uh, I know that name. Yes, he's been in a lot of stuff. Harry Potter's the first thing that comes to mind, which is probably not what you know him from. I was going to say, well, who was he in that? He played Lucius Malfoy. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Long, yeah. blonde hair. He's, re- he's a very good actor. Yeah, um, I, he was one of the, the, the less shit things about Harry Potter, the film Harry franchise. Potter's great, Cal. Harry Potter sucks a big fat dick <laughs> after about the third one. You might be able to push it to the fourth. I think the fourth one's pretty good. It's not. <laughs> you said I might be able to push it, Cal. You might be able to. It's not. It's, yeah, I can pretty definitively say that... 
Look, Come back I, next I week for a, for, for, for a Harry Potter marathon that, from Sam and Cal. That the only reason JK is ever saying that, you know, oh, they'll make a remake over and over my dead body, blah, 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 is yeah, that Warner Brothers is paying her a lot of money to to have them continue this franchise into its spin-offs forever rather than rebooting it over and over again. Because they know that annoys the people. The fact that I'm going to be deprived of a Harry Potter show. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I like the movies. You're wrong. But I think a show would be infinitely better. Okay, when, you do agree that some of the movies are bad. I don't like the fifth one, personally. Yeah. I think the sixth one has some big mistakes. Yeah, so six and seven. Story-wise. So, so five and six are bad. And I think seven part one was... Yeah, it was a was, it was pretty it's just, bad, it's and eight boring. was pretty bad. No, I think eight's good. No, I no, it was all pretty good. bad, Sam. <laughs> so basically, the only thing we disagree on is that the last one was good. You think it was good? I, I think still it was enjoy bad. the Otherwise, other ones. Otherwise, we are, we agree. I enjoy Harry Potter them. is a bit naff. I enjoy them, but I agree they're not good films because they're condensing too much story. <sighs> Point is, they messed up the Ginny Harry kiss, Cal. I don't care, The kiss care, was so Sam. good in the book, Cal, and they fucked it up in the movie. Oh, I don't care, because <laughs> Ginny is such a non-character. Probably in both. No, in the books, she's better. Is she? Yes. I doubt it. <laughs> I have no proof of this, but I st- at the same time, I don't care. I don't know why anyone cares about Harry Potter. Fuck my life. Fuck Star Trek. Fuck Harry <laughs> Potter. Fuck Star Wars. Fuck you. <laughs> anyway. The last bit wasn't necessary. You killed me with the other three. <laughs> I was just beating a dead horse by that point. You got me already, Cal. It's fine. Come back next week, I guess. If you want to, um, what what are we talking about? A uh, Blade week? Runner. Oh yeah, look another movie that's like I've watched it, and I sort of don't get why. It's I'm gonna this lose some nerd cred thing. here, Cal. Yeah, you have never watched Blade Runner. <laughs> but the, but see, Blade Runner's hard to watch. Partly because there's 90 different versions of it and nobody knows which one to pick. Apparently the final cut is the one this one's kind of coming off. That's the one I've seen. Right, okay. That one goes for, a, like, like people are giving me shit for exaggerating on this show, so I don't want to do that. But it's like the, a the, billion the, this, years. This show goes, this movie goes, for at least 6,000 hours. <laughs> and I've seen it all for you. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch it. I was considering maybe going to one of those special event screens they're doing on Friday. Don't do that. Do not do that. That's the worst way to watch this. The best way to watch this is with a, a big plate. Like, I'm talking like a, like a serving platter, right? Of, of different sandwiches that you've, all, that you've made for yourself, right? A bit of fruit and a bit of cheese, right? Something that's going to take you at least 6,000 hours to eat, right? And you want to put yep. that on, but something that's soft so you don't, you don't hear it chewing. No lettuce. And then, oh, okay. yeah, you want like peanut butter sandwiches, that sort of thing. B- bit of fruit and cheese, and then like a big pot of tea, like a big pot of tea. And you want to sit down, and you want to put the movie on, and you want to sit down, and you want to eat until you want to throw up. Then you want to have a little break, go and have go and have a poo, drink some drink some cold drink, and then have another go. And then once you've done that for six thousand hours, then you'll have finished the first fucking Blade Runner movie. <laughs> That's All the right, best cool. way to watch it. Great. Don't go to a cinema. That's just like oh, I got to drive to a place, and then I got to. Pants spend a heap of money on food, and then I've got to sit down for 6,000 hours. It's a bad idea. Fair enough. On that note, tweet <laughs> us at Video Shop Pod and let us know what you think of Blade Runner. <laughs>
Uh, like us on Facebook. There's ways to support us in the description below if you'd like to do that. Um, yeah, what did you think of Star Trek Discovery? Are you a massive nerd like I am? Specifically, if you've got no knowledge of Star Trek, I would really like to know your opinion. Because I genuinely want to know... Like, I, I sort of have come into it going... Uh, this is a nerd show. I want somebody who was going, oh, this could be okay. Yeah. Tweet me. Hashtag, oh, this could be okay. And I'll be interested to see how the show goes beyond this. I, I think I think it'll be fine. The cast looks great. Like, the, the acting's been fine. I just... Did you know that Vulcan was meant to be Spock's dad? No. Okay. Did we go over that already? Yeah, we did. All right, cool. See you, nerds? Yeah. See you, nerds.